Yo, 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 what it is, what it do. Welcome to the Homies Podcast, man. I'm your host, Ellis. Thank y'all for tuning in for another week, man. But you won't be disappointed for hitting that motherfucking play button. Because this week, man, we talking about something that everybody can relate to. And that's some bomb-ass food. And I don't know about y'all, but besides smoking a fatty and busting the nuts, <laughs> that's my favorite motherfucking pastime. And I got an expert here today to talk to me about the shit. We can talk back and forth with this food shit. It's the owner of the Phoenix-based Good Food Table. My homie, your homie, give it up for Chef Devin Cunningham. What up, with it? What up, with it, baby? What up, what up, up? How you doing today, bro? Man, I'm good. I'm uh, I'm, I'm alive. I'm healthy. I'm blessed, bro. Glad to be here. Hey, man, thank you for coming on, man. You know I appreciate you coming through, man. Thank you, cause I know well, you asked me busy. Y'all asked me all over the place. So it was good to lock <laughs> you down for the time while you here, bro. So. You already know, man. Like, so we just gonna get right into it, man. Cause I got a lot of shit to cover today, a lot of shit to talk to you about. And um, so over the years, bro, you know, I've been watching y'all ass grow tremendously over the years, bro. And y'all have seen you improve on shit that I didn't even think you could fucking improve on. Like dishes, <laughs> I'm like, nigga, that's crack. Y'all, like, nah, nigga, I got something else for you. <laughs> so usually when I see people that do shit like that, when I see something that's dope as fuck, and they still are, nah, man, I gotta tweak it. Nah, man, I gotta get it better. Nah, I gotta do something. Usually, I, those are the people that I see that have a passion and love for what they're doing. So, where did that love come from from you, bro? And, like, how did you also, like, get started in the cooking game? Um, so, I've been cooking since, shoot, since, like, middle school, really. Like, my mom, she used to be head of the culinary ministry at church when I was growing up. Um, and me being her oldest, you know, I'm, actually, I'm always there. So, like, Saturday mornings, we at the church doing whatever was going on. Um, and that, that's kind of where I got started at. And then... In high school, I, I stayed with my grandparents because the, the high school, my parents' district was ass. Mm. And I played. He's like, I ain't trying to get shot. <laughs> <laughs> but that, that, that high school had all, had all sorts of issues that I wasn't trying to deal with. Um, and like my Pop Warner team was in my grandparents' district. So I stayed with my grandparents. Um, but they worked in LA and we lived like an hour outside of LA and they wouldn't get home till later. My grandma had a housekeeper. And she would cook, but her food was trash. <laughs> and it would just be like the housekeeper, my great grandfather, and myself. And like one day, I got fed up. She cooked dinner, and she had beat out some chicken breasts, stuffed it with cheddar cheese and some Vienna sausages, rolled that shit back up, and boiled it. And I was like, "Bitch, I'm did, cooking dinner tomorrow." Did, like, did you say Vienna sausages? Vienna sausages and cheddar cheese rolled up in chicken boiled and boiled it in the plastic wrap. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm cooking dinner tomorrow. That shit sounds disgusting. It was, it was horrible. And I was like, I've been around my mom cooking long enough, and I know what her stuff looks like and tastes like. I can figure it out. Mm. And even as bad as it might be, it ain't going to be as bad as this shit. <laughs> so I'm going to give it a shot. And you could ain't spam, nigga. <laughs> I'm the shit. God damn. So I started, I started experimenting with stuff in high school, just you know, just, just trying to just feed myself Uh and my mom's catering company grew throughout high school, and I was, I was always there helping her out every step of the way. Every time she had an event, I was always the one be, being able to help her out. Um, went to Morehouse for a year, ended up coming back home, didn't go back to, to finish school, and I was going to JC, um, Fullerton JC. Mm -hmm. um, and I came home on the weekend on my mom's birthday, wished her happy birthday. She's like, guess what? I'm about to open up a restaurant. I'm like, oh, cool. Mm -hmm. Her birthday's October 30th. I'm like, when's the, when's the restaurant open? She's like, November 9th. I'm like, Damn, no time. Ten, ten days. Right. Like, yeah, you know, it's, it's already running. Dude just wants to get out of it. They already got the staff, whatever. So we're going to just flip over. I'm like, oh, all right, cool. 
Um, her dishwasher walked out on like the second, third day or whatever. So I was like, I'll come be your dishwasher for a minute. Like, you know, I'm just taking these little BS classes. I was taking like two, three classes that, that semester, and I wasn't even going all the damn time. <laughs> so, so it's probably best that I tried yeah. to help her out. Um, you know, so I was, you know, I was her dishwasher for a little minute, and 19 years old, washing dishes out of three compartment sink. I was going to work stoned every day. Yes. Um, <laughs> yes, nigga, why wouldn't you? <laughs> Shit. And then I got access, you know, to a full kitchen and stuff, and I would be, I would just start imagining different things, like, what's this? What would be happening if I did this? And what what if I did this instead? So I started just experimenting with stuff, and that's where, like, I would say the, the love for it started, was the experimentation, was having a vision in my head, almost tasting stuff, you know, at nighttime in dreams or whatever, and the next morning I go to work and I just try it. And then I give it to people and see the excitement from people like, damn, you came up with this? Like, that was dope. So, you know, for me to have some in my head, make it, and see people enjoy it, that really brought me excitement. And I was doing this all the time. And the original restaurant my mom was in was like 1,300 square feet, closed on Mondays, uh, only did breakfast and lunch. But and this was in California, right? Yeah, this is in Temecula, California. Okay. Yeah. Um, but at one point, um, some stuff happened to where she had to move from that building to another one. And we were going to expand to a former 20 or almost 6,000 square foot restaurant. Um, and by this point, you know, I had already started. We, this is like six, seven months into the restaurant probably. I, I want to say that we had went to do the move. Um, and by this point, you know, I had been experimenting all the damn time. And I was like, Mom, I want my own section on the menu. So she's like, all right, you come up. You come up with some stuff. I'll give you a section. So I had my own little, like, burgers and chicken sandwich munchie section on the menu. And I was like... Nigga had the stoner section. <laughs> you already know. Yeah. Um, and I was like, you know, this this, this is what I want to do. I, I, want, I wanted to own restaurants. That's when I decided I wanted to own restaurants. You know, my thing was like, I don't want to be a chef per se. Mm-hmm. I want to be a restaurant tour. Like if, if if the title comes, that's cool. Mm-hmm. Chef owner owner is really what I wanted. I wanted to be the one who owned different concepts, got shit going. So that was always my goal um, to kind of create my own thing. Um, so yeah, so I guess that that's where it started. That's where that's where it came from. Mm-hmm. Um, that's that that's what the passion is for me. You know, just taking something from my mind, creating some food, seeing people enjoy it, and, and seeing the joy on their faces. Oh, that's dope as fucking. And shout out to your mom, man, too. And shout out to your pops. This uh, they got a new restaurant opening. Can we shout them out real quick? Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> mom. So mom, mom's restaurant ended up closing, um, due to mismanagement. You know. I, our first time, nope, nobody in our family has ever ran or worked in a restaurant at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, there's some struggles in that. So we lasted like three years, two, three years, something like that. Um, ended up closing down in 2012, I want to say. Here we are, 2020. Uh, mom's just got approved on a space. She's doing all the things to open up. Uh, Sharon's Creole Kitchen opening up in Murrieta, California. Yeah. Um, shooting for early February opening date. Yeah. Shout Super out to them. Up. Shout out to Mom Dukes and them. Good luck. Yeah. And the boy will be there to get a plate. Keep my shit hot. <laughs> I appreciate that. So uh, I'm going to just wanna ask you too, like, what, so what do you specialize in, man? So if you were about to cook for somebody, like, I'm about to press this motherfucker right now, what would, what do you, what would you say that you specialize in? That's, I always get asked that question. I don't ever know. Uh, I always say like the foundation of my cooking is Southern food, being that my family's all from the South. Um, and that's that's like, you know, the bulk of what I learned. But growing up in California, it's so diverse out there. I've, I have experience in, my, in a lot of different stuff. I love Mexican food. So Mexican yeah. food, Mexican flavors definitely inspire a lot of the stuff that I do, a lot of my cooking. Um, but I, probably, if I was going to impress somebody, the first thing I would make, 
I'd probably make it my egg sandwich or a oh. cheeseburger. Okay, well, why? Because you think an egg sandwich or a cheeseburger, like... It's about to be it's normal. Yeah, like, I, I didn't have that before, but... <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I, I just treat it, treat it right, and then it just be like, really? This is an egg sandwich? Like, this fire? Um, yeah, probably an egg sandwich fried chicken. Something simple and humble that you wouldn't expect to really stand out. You like, damn, that's the best damn egg sandwich I done had in my motherfucking life. Shit was cracked. Yeah. And, and I was like, and this is something you've done with me like a hundred motherfucking times. You'd be like, hey, I, I, like, I don't like mushrooms. There's certain shit I just don't fuck with. At least not those mushrooms. <laughs> <laughs> so I'd be like, yeah, bro, I don't, uh, don't want to eat that shit. And you're like, bro, it's the most important thing I think you told me that I remember you told me this year is like, it's not what you eat, it's how you prepare it. Yep. So it's just like, do you find like extra joy in that when it's like, bro, I don't, I don't fuck with that, and you're like, nah, try oh, it. Oh, definitely. And niggas like it, like, oh, definitely. Yeah, because you definitely cooked a couple shits for me, and I'm like, bro, this shit, I didn't even think I'll even eat some shit like this, and yep. this shit is crack. I, I just have to do that to me back in the day. Um, at one of my first restaurant jobs, uh, hmm. I was working at Fargo Winery to make it a chef, chef Gianni Sisolot. He had. He had some somewhat eggplant on the menu. I was like, I don't like eggplant. Eggplant's disgusting. I hate it. And he's like, You don't hate eggplant. You just hate the ways that you had it. I'm like, No, I hate eggplant. <laughs> and then he, he's, like, he's like, I'll make eggplant for you. I guarantee you'll love it. I'm like, I bet. So he made eggplant three different ways. Every single one of them was crack. And Shit. since then, I was like, All right. So you know, like like I told you, it's not you don't like this item. You just don't like the way that you don't like the way that's been prepared for you. Mm -hmm. um, give give stuff a, a few chances, you know, before you say you don't like it. So. I love when people say, oh, I don't like something, bet. That's going to be the first thing I make for you. You, you, you don't like mushrooms? I'm going to make you like mushrooms. You don't mm -hmm. like, you know, fennel? You don't like whatever? I'm going to make sure, you know, you try it a few different ways. And Steve, you really don't like that. Right. And every time, I've always, you've always flipped the script on me. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> nigga, I'll fuck with it now for sure. Flip the script on eggplant for me any day. So I would also too, because you know this is a Phoenix-based uh, podcast, and also your company is a Phoenix-based uh, company, the Good Food Table. Shout out to Good Food Table, bruh. And so, how do you feel like the food scene is out here and shit? Like, how do you like? like I, I like the food scene out here. It's, it's excuse me. It's it's definitely growing. Um, so I've been in Phoenix for six years now. Mm -hmm. Um. Excuse me, and everybody's told me like you know when I got here six years ago, it was a good time to be here. Mm -hmm. um, and at the time that I've been here, I've seen a lot of stuff growing. I've seen a lot, of, a lot of stuff coming out here. One of my favorite things about the industry here in Phoenix is the camaraderie. I haven't lived and worked in many other big cities, mm -hmm. but I don't think the camaraderie um, can compare in many other cities as it does in Phoenix. Mm -hmm. um, it seems like restaurants that you would assume where owners are competing with each other for business. They're really putting each other on. They're really trying to put Phoenix on the map. So mm -hmm. everything they're doing is about making Phoenix look good as a whole, helping each other out, making Phoenix, you know, grow. So we get the respect that, that we deserve on an, on a national scale. Sure. Um, you know, we're still behind, you know, mm -hmm. a bunch of a bunch of cities. Mm -hmm. And that can be, you know, it, it leaves more to be desired mm -hmm. to, to an extent. Um, but when you consider how young Arizona is as a state, how young mm -hmm. Phoenix is as a, as a city, you know, 1911, 1912, yeah, 1911, something like that. Yeah, was when, when Arizona became a state. Mm -hmm. You got cities been around longer mm -hmm. than, than Arizona's been a state. For so sure. of course, you know, naturally, it's going to take time for Phoenix to catch up mm -hmm. and you know and, and grow into what it is. Um, you know, it, it's it's a baby that's maturing. Um, so we will get there in time, mm -hmm. and we're still the fifth largest city in the country. Right. <clears throat> and 136 people a day. 
and growing like crazy. Fast so, as shit. So, you know, I, I love it. And, and it's not too crowded out here as far as, you know, competition goes. You, you mm-hmm. can get in any lane that you want to. You can make a way for yourself. And do you feel like that kind of helped? You think that plays a part in the camaraderie part where, like, it's not – it's not like L.A. It's not like New York where it's like wrestling bustle. Nah, nigga, mm-hmm. fuck you. Let me get my shit. Don't fuck with my ingredients. Mm-hmm. Like, and every time you've taken me places like uh, shout out to like Little Miss and places like that, like the owner Scott, everybody that I've ever, you know, Stephen Jones, like shout out to him, the Lauder and the Delta, like all the places that you've taken me, you get like, all, you, like first of all, you're like a celebrity when you walk in that <laughs> motherfucker. Everybody <laughs> know this nigga everywhere. I just, I just go eat on a damn time. <laughs> I'm <just> regular. I'm <laughs> <laughs> but, but you can tell the love that you get from everybody. It feels genuine. Everybody just like, oh yeah, I help you, or yeah, you can do this, and yeah. Yep, and so it's like that's what the city's about that, that. That's what I love. And that I shit is dope. And, and I got another little side thing. It's something I gotta ask you too. <laughs> and I'll say this to the camera. I fuck with Cali. For all you niggas out there, Cali. Y'all niggas need to stop acting like our Mexican food don't slap out here in Arizona, <laughs> nigga. Stop that, bro. God damn, they be like, oh, nigga, it ain't like, it ain't like Cali. It's like, okay, y'all got the most people in the fucking country. Your shit, we we understand. But Arizona, my nigga, we got some good ass Mexican food out we here. We do. Too, bro. I came from when I first got here. I hated Mexican food. Mm. I, that that was from here. Mm-hmm. Um, like I, I would bash it all the damn <laughs> time, but. <laughs> There are a lot of fire Mexican spots out here. You gotta, you gotta know where they are. You gotta, you yeah. gotta know how to find them and whatnot. But mm-hmm. I, I, I got some spots out here that I put up against some of my spots in Cali, and and I, and I think they can hang with them most definitely. Straight up, I just had to get that. I just had to get that out there because I feel like <laughs> niggas be hating all the. Oh, yeah, they like Cali. I see niggas shitting on that all the time. I'm like, damn, nigga, I shit good too. And uh, so also too, like I said, being that. Um, like, so, also, too, how's the food scene that you feel like for black-owned restaurants and for, like, personal chefs? I know you also do, like, catering. You go to parties. You do all types of shit. So, I just, like, how does that feel, like, like I said, for that, like I said, being a black uh, owner of the shit and also, like, other restaurants, do you feel like they around here get the recognition that they should? Or do you feel like, uh, they kind of, people are really sleeping on them? Like, what, what? how do you feel about that? I mean, I don't, off the top of my head, I can't. You know, think of too many black-owned restaurants um, that I know of. Like, you know, Lord of the Delta mm-hmm. is one of the first ones that, that comes to mind. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I worked for Chef Jones for a few years. Um, I learned a lot under that man. Um, super resume, dope, dope chef, um, mm-hmm. dope restaurant. Um, but other than that, you know, I think it's a couple, like, small mom-and-pop restaurants out here. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't really like those restaurants. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, man, we're no. trying to shut out the black companies. That nigga's head, man. I don't really. Uh, and is there a reason why? Is there a reason like is it like the service? Is it the food? Is it the uh, the, the the food ain't really up to par, in my opinion. Um, I don't think I'm a picky eater. I say I'm a particular eater, especially when it comes to things that I love and I and I grew up eating the most. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, usually black restaurants are you know gonna be soul food, mm-hmm. fried seafood, you know, stuff like that. And I go to those, and I've been disappointed because that's what I grew up eating. Right. So I'm I'm just very particular when it comes to those, um, and I'm not always satisfied with them because like mm, it's half ass. I could do better. 
I'd rather just do this at home. I waste right. my money coming over here, type type stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, he be like that a lot too. Like, man, I keep that shit at home. <laughs> he like, fuck that shit. <laughs> <laughs> Which, like, damn, like I said, that is. I, I felt the same way too. Like, I go to like some of these restaurants, and like I said, some are good. Like I said, you got Miss White's and you got even Lolo's. Like, okay, y'all are straight, but yeah, I've never been. I ain't even been to Lolo's. I, I ain't been to Mrs. White's. Um, Ezekiel's is fire. Ezekiel's straight. I, I, I like Ezekiel's. They're on the other side of town. I don't really, I don't really come on on their side of town too often. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I've I've been to Lolo's. I've been impressed to go to Lolo's. Honestly, like my mom mm-hmm. and my sister had went, and they told me it was just all right. I'm like, well, if y'all say it's all right, then I will take your word for it. And I'm impressed. Yeah. Fried chicken is one of the things I do. I love fried chicken. Fried chicken is one of my things. Right. So I'm not gonna go get no half ass fried chicken. Hell nah, hell nah. And it's definitely about where you go, the time you go, because sometimes I'm gone, I'm like, okay, this shit good. And then other days, I'm like, damn, man, they got to cook back there. That nigga came to work faded today. <laughs> <laughs> this shit is not, this shit, but not again, not bashing Lolo's, not bashing any of these black-owned restaurants. Y'all go pull up, y'all tell me how y'all think for yourselves, you know, y'all try the shit, because, you know, everybody taste buds is different. Yeah, now, I don't want to hate on Lolo's, because... Yeah. Obviously, they doing the damn thing. Yeah, the motherfuckers, <laughs> I mean, the motherfuckers they, moved in. Basketball, <laughs> the fucking right, they, stadium. They, they, and, and the stadiums, they in the airports. They got locations everywhere. They got locations in Vegas. Right. You know, I, I'm definitely not, not going to knock the hustle. They, they got something going on. Right. Um, and I, I admire that about it. But, you know, I just. Yeah. It's just because you have to understand everybody else that gets their chicken out here. They get their chicken from, like. Church's KFC Popeyes, mm-hmm. and when you compare that to Lolo's, Lolo stands on top because mm-hmm. it's real season, it's cared for. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like the owner of Lolo's is always in a restaurant sitting next to customers and being like, "That tastes good." Hey man, look, let me that's try. Look up. at you mm-hmm. try. That's this what's up. Good. You like this? Oh man, all right, we gonna we gonna try that. Over that's here. what's up. So right. he's in there all the time, and he's always looking to better his better his menu. So. It's because of the love that they put into that stuff. It's That's why what's Lolo up. stands on top of the rest of that stuff. That's that but shit just fast. I'm just trying to feed you. Fuck out. From like, and I'm the same. I'm very particular. So when it comes to like, because I can cook and I come from a restaurant type of like, come a background, certain foods, I'm like, this is trash. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? This is just all right. And that's where it comes from. We know quality. Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't know quality. They taste buds ain't, ain't built for that. Yeah. And speaking, that's a good, that's a good transition too about like quality and shit too because I know, like, you travel, again, you travel a lot and shit, too, and also, like, going to different places. I don't know about you, when I travel, like, the food can make a break, uh, like, a vacation for me. Like, I've gone places, and I'd be like, all right, see, cool, and it's like, go to some of the spots, and I'm like, food ain't cracking on shit. And it kind of like... vacation is food. That, right? That's, that's the reason I go everywhere, and that's pretty much all I do mm-hmm. when I go somewhere. I go somewhere for one of the first things I'm doing is where we going to eat at, mm-hmm. and depending, depending who I'm with... Most of my trips I go on is, is with my sister. Mm-hmm. Um, shout out Jordan. Shout out Jordan with you. How you doing? <laughs> <laughs> that, that's my flight plug. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we be we be in and out every in and out the states, the the countries, and we we go places. We just eat and we eat as much as we can mm-hmm. all the time. And that that's that's it. That's that's is what our trips consist of. It is food and and the experiences around food. We, we try to get like the most authentic experience yeah. we can. Like we went to Cuba. And we were getting a bicycle tour around Cuba, and and I was I was speaking in Spanish to our little to our little guide or whatever, and I was asking him where could I get some weed from, mm-hmm. uh, and you know he was telling us you know the, the dangers of getting weed out there because it's super legal, you can get in trouble, you go to jail, and this day. But if you want some, you know, I can eat some. Like, yeah, yeah nigga, don't tell me all the scary shit. Give me the weed. <laughs> <laughs> you can get it. You can get it. He took us to his mom's house, mm-hmm. um, and you know he left us with his mom. 
when he went to go get the weed, and his mom, you know, was cooking at the time, so you know, she gave us some coffee. We talking, and I'm over the I'm over the stove on my Snapchat, like looking at everything she had going, and she ended up giving us a couple of bites of some food right there. That was like the best experience, mm-hmm. you know. That was the the raw. Uh, you were in somebody's home, yeah, and you were like a Cuban native's home. Don't speak no English, mm-hmm. just happened to be cooking, and just like here. Eat this, and I was like, "Yeah." That's the Latin culture. They all about feeding their guests and feeding people like that. And the fact that she was able to speak Spanish gave them more respect. For sure, for sure. And and like you said, and again, more with the the freshness too. Like, how is the local produce? Do you feel like here in Phoenix? Like, is it like? You, is it easy to get the shit you need, or is it like, damn, we gotta we gotta order a lot of shit, we gotta import a lot oh, of shit dude, from a lot of places? Phoenix has, Phoenix has a popping with the produce, bro. We got hey. a long ass growing season. We got a bunch of farms. Mm-hmm. Um, the farmers markets are always loaded with with great local produce mm-hmm. all the time, and and you get a bunch of dope stuff out here, bro. Mm-hmm. And, and that's dope, like I said, because to me that makes like all the fucking difference. Like mm-hmm. I don't, I want those people like you don't have to have a lot of shit. You ain't got to do like you know if, if it's Good ingredients. Less it could be more. less is yeah, less is more. Good ingredients, fresh shit. I feel like that, especially like with seafood. And you know what I mean? Like when I go places, like oh, you know, I gotta add the season. Nah, nigga, if it's good seafood, nah, nigga, just give me a little butter sauce on the side and just let me fuck it up because you don't need to do too much other shit to it. Let the product speak for itself. Respect the integrity of the product that you have. Mm-hmm. Let it be what it's gonna be. And ultimately, that, that that's better for you. That that's it's, it's healthier. You know, you ain't gotta do a whole lot. You need to take a little bit of some vegetables. Add a little bit of salt, saute it real quick, you know, bake off a little piece of salmon or whatever, you know. If you if you respect it and and you treat it right, you know, it's it's gonna taste better without having to do too much. Right. And and all the places that you have been, you've been you cooked in Alaska, you cooked all over the fucking place. Like what place do you feel like has the best produce like locally grown? <laughs> I'd probably say Phoenix off the top of my head. Okay. Shit, California. Yeah, they grow everything, right? <laughs> yeah, they grow everything, right? California, they, they got a wide range of stuff. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I'd probably say California or uh, or Arizona. So Alaska, they got no damn produce. Right, they got to find <laughs> every motherfucking thing, right? right? You didn't get nothing in Alaska. The seafood up there was dope. Right. That, that shit was awesome, getting getting that fish fresh out the water. water. Like, right. Exactly. You didn't have to do too much to it, right? We ain't got to do nothing with you crazy don't do, You don't do nothing to it. Just, you can cook that shit up, get a little fire on it, nigga, and we good. Bro, you do nothing to that to that salmon up there, and it, it'd be ridiculous. I made the best salmon croquettes of my life up there. I'm, I'm used to the salmon croquettes. My grandma will make it out, out the can. You, you got to pick all the bones out. That's the shit. For you. You, 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 you <laughs> Hold on. Oh, shit. <laughs> Fuck around. I eat that shit. But, so also, too, we got a few minutes before we got to take. We got to go pay some bills and shit. But before we do that, I just want to say, like, what is, like, the main thing, bro, uh, you want people to take away from, like, the good food table and, like, and, like the feeling you want to leave people after the meal is done? So the good food table, you know, it, it came from a place of, you know, just wanting to bring my people together to have to have a good time and, and feel love. I didn't have no intention of starting the Good Food Table as a, as a catering company. It was just, you know, being in Arizona, not having my family out here. Um, and most of my friends are transplants as well. You know, when the holidays and stuff come around where you would typically be with your family celebrating and eating, I wanted my home to be that. Um, and that became the business over time to where, you know, we just want to bring people together to eat good food, share love, love on one another. Um, and, and be who you are. So, you know, the Good Food Table is all about sharing love through food. 
bringing people together, knocking down walls, creating conversations with people, making people feel comfortable to be themselves, um, and really, you know, nourishing your soul through food. See, man, that's and that's dope because we basically got the same concept over here at the Homies Podcast, bro. And I, I appreciate that. That's why I love coming through all your functions and everything because I definitely. always feel that love. Always meet somebody that's dope and always willing to talk. And the people there is just always the shit, man. So shout out all the people that be sliding through the Homies crib. They be doing that. But we're going to take a quick little break. We got to pay some bills real quick. We're going to be back here so y'all don't go no motherfucking way. We got more here with motherfucking chef. Devin Cunningham, Pimpins. We'll be right back, man. Holla. back and we back to the homies podcast man got the homie in here Devin Cuttingham the chef that guy and we talking about a whole bunch of different shit mostly food today um but right now bro I see that you came in here rocking the Crenshaw hoodie today you know you know it and like I always said we will keep rocking and shouting out Nipsey until this podcast is no longer and we gonna be around a long motherfucking time (laughs) so shout out to Nipsey man and we were talking about on last show with the homies Hakeem and Towns so you being from Cali bro and you being a black business owner like how did Nipsey aspire you bro like oh man I think uh I, I don't I don't think I, I would I would be in the same place I am right now if it wasn't for Nip. Um, at the point when the first marathon came out, that was the time when I decided like you know I wanted to be a chef or that I wanted to own restaurants and I, I this was the industry I wanted to be in. Mm-hmm. Um, and at the time, you know I was the first of my family to go to college. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I dropped out of Morehouse, my dad was livid. <laughs> when I decided I wanted to be a chef, you know I wanted to cook. You know my dad was like. You gonna give up your weekends and you know just bashing, bashing the idea, you know, of what I wanted to do. Um, my mom, she wasn't, you know, as against it, but she's like, you know, go to school, go to school. I'm like, I don't want to go to school. Like that don't make sense for me to go to school to, to do this. I don't, I don't have to go to school to do this. Mm-hmm. And I had a vision for what I wanted to do, um, you know, within the industry. And then when the marathon came out, like that was like the soundtrack at the time that was playing. Like, yo, this is exactly what I'm feeling. This is exactly what I'm thinking. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember. On the marathon, on the on the last track, uh, it's it's the bigger than life bonus track, right? And mm-hmm. I was smoking, driving mm-hmm. around, listening listening to that. And when he was talking on that song, he was talking to me and, and my mission and what I wanted to do. So I'm like, yo, I fuck with this, I rock with this, and like every step of the way, I've always been able to, you know, put on some nip and use that shit as the inspiration and the motivation for the grind. Um, sure. And that's. That's what it was. Like he said in one of his tracks, he's like, uh, "Theme music for young hustlers to get their ends to." 
and that that's exactly what it was Facts, for me. Like man. I could, I could always you know put on yeah. some some nip and and be inspired and 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 be pushed on, on the grind throughout throughout every step of of my journey. You know when I was working doubles at, at different restaurants when I'm doing all this shit for other motherfuckers and I always had the vision you know I want to do my own thing I want to own my own thing mm-hmm. and he almost laid, laid the groundwork and then the blueprint for how to go about and doing that mm-hmm. um and I still to this day you know stay stay going to that for my motivation for sure bro and like I said Nipsey definitely was a, again a big part of this podcast me getting this shit together just again seeing his shit like loaded bases even like on on Victory Lap I listen to that shit a lot like yeah nigga like you, we on deck, nigga. We, the shit is based. What you gonna do, nigga? You gonna hit that mm-hmm. home run? You gonna strike out, nigga? Everybody gonna look at you like, what the fuck you doing? So it was just like, and even, um, you know, even when he passed, I remember I came in here and I was still, uh, like, trying to get my shit together, trying to figure out how I sound to do all that. I remember I came in here and I was like, man, let me just, like, record something. Let me just, like, talk. And I remember that shit was, like, the hardest shit ever. Like, I can't even get words out. I was just like, bro, well, I, yeah, I, I just was lost for words. I, I was at, uh, one of my younger sisters, one of her best friends, was having a birthday party for her son. Mm-hmm. And I was over there catering. And sure enough, I'm wearing my, my white TMC flag T-shirt. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm like, fuck. I, I was I was jacked. I'm over here catering a party. And I'm over here crying and shit mm-hmm. while I'm cooking, trying to feed people. And they're like, what's wrong? Mm-hmm. That nigga Nipsey just died. Yeah, right? I felt like a little girl. Right. But, you know, like I said, he, he really inspired a lot of the stuff that, that, that I've done um, mm-hmm. and, and really pushed me along my way. You know, mm-hmm. the marathon continues. That, that that whole, everything about that pushed me, bro. Mm-hmm. And and just so y'all know, man, like I said, whoever set that shit up to, you know, off the homie, y'all just, the only thing y'all did with niggas just, just rose a thousand more motherfucking Nipsey's. That's the only thing you fucking did, man. So shout out to Nipsey and his family, man, to Lauren London and all that, man. Like, like I said, that shit is... That shit is mad unfortunate. And like I said, in my lifetime, bro, like <clears throat> I haven't experienced a celebrity that like touched me that much. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? I, we were around when Tupac and Biggie and them, but we were, we, you know, we I was younger. kids. It, yeah, it, it didn't like, resonate the same with us. Yeah, it was just like, all right, but this was like the first, you know, shout out, you know, Mac Miller and everything, you know, those are tragic too, but something about Nipsey's death that was just like, bro, like, I, I was, I was really sick because I was, uh, mm-hmm. When he was doing the Victory Lap promo tour, mm-hmm. um, he had went to the record store by the house, mm-hmm. and I, I had went up there and I, I made some food. I brought some food up there, mm-hmm. um, dapped him up, dropped off the food. You know, it was all good. And I talked to his videographer afterwards, mm-hmm. um, and I, I kept in contact with him. So when they when they said they're coming out here for the tour, mm-hmm. I tried to set up. So I'm, I'm, I'm about to cook for Nipsey because that's that's one of my things. I I love to feed people. Mm-hmm. I, I want to show my appreciation. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I want to show my love, and and especially you know. For him motivating, inspiring me, mm-hmm. I was like, I, I gotta feed you. So you know, I, I, I had set up to where I was supposed to feed him when he came out here on that stop, mm-hmm. uh, but they ended up canceling the show. And I was like, damn, mm-hmm. that that's like the one person that like I really, really wish I could have like fed and talked to mm-hmm. and and really you know share, so share, share full interaction with. Like you know, when we talked at, at the little meet and greet thing. It was just mm-hmm. like real quick, you know, dap him up, say what I had to say. Yeah, you got to get going next. Yeah. But I wanted to, I would have loved to hold a conversation with him. For sure. He's definitely one of those people, like, it's not a lot of people, like I said, in any, a lot of different aspects that I want to talk to and sit down and pick their brain. And Nipsey was definitely one of those people, like, mm-hmm. you you got, you're you're on a different frequency. You moving yep. on some different shit. And I kind of, yep. and I love tapping in and talking to people like that. Yeah. And, um, 
So what notable uh, what notable people have you cooked for? Like since you've been doing it with the good food table, like because I know you've you, you've had a couple people on your list. So who are some yeah, of those so, people? Um, so I dropped off food for Nipsey. Um, I fed Boz on from Dreamville a couple times. Okay. Um, shout out Dreamville, J Cole, that whole Campoville over there. Shout out North Carolina. You know what we do over here, man. <laughs> Dreamville Shit. always show love when they come to town, bro. I, I like I, I fed Boz twice. Um, I fed Ari Lennox when she came to town on, on one of her stops. Um, Vince Staples when he came to town mm. on one of his stops. Vince Staples is a funny ass motherfucker. That nigga's that, that, that dude is comedy, bro. Um, a speaking it into existence, Vince Staples will be on the homies podcast one day. I promise you, <laughs> that nigga's guts, bro. <laughs> uh, then who else? Then I used to work for uh, for Jason Kidd's family for a while. Um, right now I work for uh, a, a couple families. One of which uh, Max Starks. Former uh, offensive uh, lineman yeah. for Pittsburgh Steelers, Super Bowl mm-hmm. champion. Um, who else? I Did you ask Jason Kidd how to feel busting LeBron's ass in the final? <laughs> I'm just like, we were just a side This is another time. We're just going to get to that. <laughs> nah, I, I didn't ask him how I felt busting LeBron's ass. I, I did ask him who he liked better between Kobe and LeBron. And what was his answer? Uh, he's just like, dude, like, you know, Kobe had that dog in him, and I'm going to leave it at that. Hey, I'm, I'm, that's all we need. That's all we need to hear. That's all we need to hear. Yeah. I'm, I'm gonna leave it at that. And who else would? So who else would you want? Like, do you have like a little list of like, hey man, I really, really want to cook for these people. You know, whatever time frame. But you know, like you want to cook for these people. Do you have like that list of little people, like people Shoot. that you want to? I want to cook for anybody who comes to Phoenix on a tour stop. Okay, <laughs> that, okay. that's that, that's one of my things. Uh, when when artists come to town on tours, like I love to try to reach out to them mm. um, and try to feed them. You know, why why have somebody you know who wants to cook or cook for you who's just doing it for a job? Like I want to feed you. Mm. I want you to feel hospitality when you get to Phoenix. You know, you on the whether you on a tour bus, you just flying in, whatever it is, you probably not gonna be eating good on on a tour. Yeah, and you know, the good food table is all about sharing that love and hospitality. So when you come to town, mm. I want you to feel that. So J Cole coming to town, twenty twenty. I'm trying to feed Cole. Mm-hmm. When Kendrick come to town 2020, I'm trying to feed Kendrick. Um, me? I would love to cook for Obama. Mm-hmm. Um, sit down and talk to Obama a little bit. I think that would be dope. Um, your mama. Um, <laughs> 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 All right, shit, she might be saying that shit too. Like, shit, she hungry. She might pull up, shit. <laughs> oh, shit. Um, I don't know. Anybody, bro. We're like, for real, for real. Right. Well, I, I just want to keep sharing love and hospitality with everybody. As That's many good. people as I can. How would they reach out to you if they were to watch the homies podcast and was like, you know what, that sounds legit. I want to reach out to homies because I'm gonna be in, in mm. Phoenix in 2020. How would they? The, the Good Food Table is universal. Whether you look it up, dot com, Facebook, Instagram at the Good Food Table, um, and you can find me, mm-hmm. or you can hit me up at ll underscore chef d. On Instagram as well. Ladies love Chef Dev. So, ladies, hey. just, man, I, I got a girlfriend. I, I'm just playing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, hold on, hold on, hold on, We ain't cutting that out here. I, I love my woman. <laughs> I, I just, just want to make everybody laugh. Part of the faithful black man. <laughs> faithful black man alliance out here. Black men don't cheat. <laughs> you feel me? <laughs> 
Oh shit. <laughs> so bro, like So I don't know about you, man, because like as I've been getting older, bro, like I be watching the food network, like the shit is porno and shit. I be <laughs> like nigga, I swear if you have the door closed, you'd be like, ooh, nigga put all that cheese on there. <laughs> oh my god. I'm like, yeah, bitch. So I'm like, and I be seeing people like like Andrew Zimmerman and shit. Oh, y'all watch this show a lot. And I'd be like, this nigga eats some of the weirdest shit. So I asked you, like, what's, like, the weirdest shit, like, you've eaten or prepared for somebody? Mm, it's the weirdest shit I've eaten. I don't eat no weird shit. <laughs> 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 I mean, I, damn. <laughs> you like, y'all black, I don't be a bitch like that. <laughs> right? I, yeah. I mean, I, I'm, I'm not scared to try no weird stuff. Like, a lot of stuff, I, you know, I'd say I try it. Just to say, I tried. I had crickets before. Okay, I'm from the south. I'm eating some crickets, some 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 grilled up crickets. Yeah, I mean that, that's that's kind of weird, but it, it ain't like super bad or nothing like that. You eat um, like some possum, or you eat like some weird shit, some no eyeball, possum. or some eyeballs or something. I, I or ain't some... no fucking eyeballs. I ain't no I ain't no possum. I ain't no coon. <laughs> <laughs> shit. He's like he's like I ain't that. He's like I ain't that country. Yeah, like, oh, niggas out here eating roadkill and shit. <laughs> Hey, you feel me? Like that's, that's that's some cuisine right there. I'm alright. Okay, so when it comes <laughs> yeah. to shit like that, you like more on the. I'm more on the just chill. I make sure the shit is yeah, good. Yeah, I, 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 I think like if I was to go to another country and it's like a cultural norm, mm-hmm. I'd probably try something like that. Okay. Um, but I ain't going too far out there. Though. But you like I ain't about to just on a regular day just nah. nah. Don't don't expect me to go to like nowhere and eat no bull's testicles. Yeah, I ain't eat no nuts. I don't need that no dick. <laughs> never, nigga. Go fuck what animal? No nothing, nigga. That should have never happened. Not never. <laughs> so I know this is kind of like a sharp left. How we've been talking about the shit that like all the shit we've been on today. This is kind of like a little left turn. But you know, like heart disease is the number one thing that kill people in America, especially with the black community. You know, niggas got. Sh- the beaties or the sugar, whatever the fuck y'all want to call it. So, um, it being that you cook, uh, I just wanted to know, is that something that you're very conscious about, like, when you cook stuff? And also, like, being that you have such a wide knowledge on food, do you feel like it's, like, not only cooking shit, do you feel like it's, like, kind of like your thing to also educate people? Because you do that with me a lot. Like, nah, bro, it get this taste, it gets this, it does this. And So, do you feel like you do that with all your customers, do you feel like you should do that, or is it kind of like, like nah, I just want to make sure shit is good. Definitely, it's definitely something I'm, I'm always conscious of and, and thinking about it, considering. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I always want you know, I want you to, to have some healthy, wholesome food. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I don't want to give you anything that, that's gonna kill you or hurt you in the long run. Mm-hmm. Um, but there definitely is still a balance because I still fuck up some chili cheese, pastrami fries. <laughs> 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 don't get it twisted. <laughs> like you know. <laughs> that's not every day you right. know what I mean we not, have a not salad every day, not day. every day you know it's, it's all about you know being conscious and, and being can can all things considered you know mm-hmm. um, and I think the big problem with 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 the culture you know we, we don't really know any better and mm-hmm. that's pretty much our traditions to eat the way that we do mm-hmm. and there's like a stigma that if you're eating healthy you're eating white and if you're eating white it ain't got no flavor mm-hmm. when that's probably the furthest from the truth mm-hmm. you know you can have healthy food that could be super bombing. And again, that, that's one of the things that I love doing for my clients is, you know, showing them you could take, you know, minimal product, do minimal things to it, and it could be awesome and it could be great for you. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, as a matter of fact, when I work for Jason Kidd's family, mm-hmm. um, his wife and kids are vegan. 
Mm-hmm. So everything I cook for them would be would be vegan, mm-hmm. and it was strictly plant based vegan, not even like like the soy processed products. Mm-hmm. Um, but everything comes from plants and actual real products. Yeah. Um, and a lot a lot of my uh, my sister was you know vegan vegetarian for a while, and, and I have I have some friends who've been in and out in, in the vegan vegetarian lifestyle. Okay, um, as well, yeah. and, and and that. And then, yep, yeah, like it's, mm. it's 2020, like everybody's going vegan vegetarian nowadays. Mm. Um, so, you know, it's, I kind of took it as a challenge to, you know, try to find a way to make some healthy food taste good, try to make some plant-based items taste really good. And part of the whole challenge of changing the stigma of, you know, I can't eat healthy because it's going to taste bad. No, let me show you. Let, and, let me and, you also too, the, and also, too, and also not only tasting bad, a lot of people think, Oh man, it's too expensive, bro. Yeah, man, I can't eat it. It's too and like you've like I said, I've had you chef up shit, and you're like, yeah, man, I'm gonna go to the store, probably spend 10, 15 bucks, and I can make yep. some shit where niggas can eat on for the next two days type shit, yep. and then, again, it'd be healthy for you. So also, I feel like that's another big stigmatism too. People thinking like, man, I can't afford it, bro. Like, nah, man, you ain't got to get everything from Whole Foods, my nigga. Like, you can go to other places, yep. like you said, local places, the farmers markets, all types of shit. And find shit at a good price and get shit where that's gonna be also good for you as well. Keep your ass out the doctor's office because yep. that's where they fucking want us at. Yep. <laughs> you asked me, you know, how do I feel about or do I do I teach it? And mm-hmm. I, I feel when I'm when I'm cooking and people are around me, of course I'm always talking and I and I try to give insight, you know, to what I'm doing and, and my thought processes and whatnot. Um, but recently, like within the past week, shoot, even yesterday, I had a few, few people ask me about videos and like encourage me to do videos. Mm-hmm. So I think that's one thing. Um, I'm I'm looking at I don't say transitioning to but adding you know to to the brand this year you know just doing just a little quick you know Instagram TV videos YouTube videos whatever just showing how you can take simple products and make some healthy quick meals mm-hmm. um, for cheap and mm-hmm. yeah, everybody's on board with that because especially family especially families and even motherfuckers that are seen like myself the last thing I want to do when I get home is cook for two hours and shit mm-hmm. it's like nah nigga I want something I can make 15 20 minutes real quick chop something up bang 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 and like I said and like it's even uh this that that uh that kale pasta uh mm-hmm. shit that you told us that one time like you made that shit you're like yeah I'm just gonna grab stuff from your refrigerator and just throw it all together and that shit was fire and mm-hmm. we still make that shit to this day so it's just like yeah man that that's a great idea by the way because I feel like that shit would help a lot of people, and my ass would definitely be tuning in every week, stealing motherfucking recipe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we gonna be on that motherfucker like, yep, I'm, I'm making that shit. Yeah, some vegan shit on there, I'm there. Yeah, you yeah. feel me? Like, yeah. That's the biggest thing for me, is going vegan. It was hard to just find good taste and stuff. Like, I would whip up something here and there, but it was like, damn, I want to make this every day. Mm-hmm. Yep. I need something. I need different variety of shit, for sure. That's the thing. People, people go vegan, vegetarian, and... They get stuck in doing the same thing. Like they find one good recipe and they run that mug in the ground because you can't really think of nothing else. It's like, mm-hmm. what else can I do with vegetables? You can do a lot with vegetables. Shit ton, yeah. yeah. Exactly, exactly. I'm here for you, bro. Yeah, that's I'm, what. I'm yeah, you put, it, put you. us on, man. I got you. Now I'm not saying since you always cook for other people and shit. Like, what's your favorite dish or something that you love cook for you every time? Like, hey man, if I'm on some last meal shit, this is what the fuck I'm about to eat type shit. Rice, gravy, and corn. My mom, I... I That's random as fuck, and no, I did not expect you to say that. I, I, rice and gravy is, like, one of my favorite things to eat. Growing up, my mom smothered chicken mm-hmm. with some rice and mm-hmm. some corn on the side. And it could be beef gravy, pork gravy, chicken gravy. Just give me, like, a brown, a southern brown gravy on top of some rice mm-hmm. and some corn and some spinach. 
I'm set. That that that's like that's like soul nourishment right there for me. That or some beans or some red beans. White beans. I like white beans and rice. Okay. White beans in any type of like like gravy or something that you put on top of some rice, that that warms me up like no other. Right. It, it was so crazy because again, when you talking to a motherfucker that's a chef, you were sitting like he about to say, "Yeah, man, I like some foie with some <laughs> shit." And it was like, "Nah, nigga, just some rice, some gravy, rice and gravy. I'm good, crack, cause." <laughs> so that's dope, man. It's you can go back to what we say. It can be simple, but it's fucking fire, though. Mm-hmm. And being out here in Phoenix, bro, like, I know people, sometimes people come from other places, motherfuckers live here, and they don't know what's cracking and what these spots are. So what would you suggest for, like, the top five restaurants where you like, y'all Sheesh. gotta go here? Sheesh. You gotta eat here. If, you, if you're not even, for, if you're from Phoenix, and if you're not from Phoenix, you fly here the first time, where's the five spots you gotta hit? All right. Outside of the good food table, you got to hit there. <laughs> you come into Phoenix, five restaurants, I'm going to take you two off tops. We're going to hit up Little Miss Barbecue. Okay. Um, That's one of the best barbecue I've had, hands down. All over the place. At, at every I've, I've been to. Right. I'm from the South, and I'm telling you, that shit is cracking. Yeah, they, they, they stay hitting. They, they do a great job over there. Scott, the owner, is a super cool dude. I, I really respect what they got going on over there. They really care about what they do. Um, Next... I'd probably say I got this Mexican grilled chicken joint on the west side, uh, El Pollo Cuartellado. Is that the one you tell me they got the big-ass yeah. chickens? Roti- yeah. yeah. All, yeah. all they do is rotisserie chicken. And you either buying a quarter bird, a half bird, or a whole bird. And they got like three sides. They got the chicken on the rotisserie ovens, on the rotisserie grill in the back. They got the big-ass popcorn window stacked up with chickens just getting all steamy. Bruh, that shit is... I need to go there today. That nigga got hungry. Wow, shit. <laughs> <laughs> what, what was that? That's what, number what, two? That, is that, 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 that's number two. two. Um, and then I'd say another Mexican spot on the west side. Um, they got the best cabeza I've had in my life. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had a bitch that said the same shit. <laughs> Some bitch had the best that cabeza way. That spot is called uh, El Compadres. Okay. Um, then let's see. Lard in the Delta. It's like every time anybody comes from out of town, we we almost always go into Lard in the Delta. Mm-hmm. Um, gotta go by, show love. It's, it's like family over there, a lot of the other. Like I've been mm-hmm. there. I, I, I worked there for so long. I worked for Chef Jones. You know, it's it's like family people who work there, mm-hmm. um, and it's always a good time. They always show love. Awesome food, probably the best. One of my favorite brunches in town. Mm-hmm. Um, that's four. Where else? Where else? Shit, I don't. Oh, Glybon. Okay. It's this Thai street food spot that I be hitting up. I've heard of that shit before. Glide Bond is fire, bro. So y'all heard y'all heard what he said, man. Those are the top five. Y'all need to get to those motherfucking restaurants. If you're not gonna call me to come through and cook for you, that's, you that's, feel that's, me? that's what he needs you to go stop me? at. You feel me? So like I said, man, so again, we only got a few minutes here. We gotta wrap this up here because I know you gotta get out of here. You got shit to do today. And I just wanna know what's your ultimate goal for the good food table? Like twenty years from now, like where do you see yourself, man? Oh man, that that's I, I see so many different things for the good food table. I mean, catering is is the bread and butter. That's what that's what's been sustaining me. That that's what gets me in people's homes. I, I love catering, um, but I really want to want to expand the business um, to 
lessons. I want I want to teach the kid. I, I want to start, you know, teach showing kids, you know, something new, a healthier mm-hmm. way to eat um, and cook for themselves. Um, I want to start working on, on some retail products to get moving, kind of expand and scale out a little bit more. Um, I want to get restaurants mm-hmm. underneath my umbrella. Um, maybe not, maybe not necessarily a good food table, mm-hmm. but I want to have restaurants. That, that's always been my goal, and that still is my goal. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's kind of taking a back seat right now, you know, to other stuff, you know, living life, enjoying myself, you know. Mm-hmm. Catering is awesome, bro. You get to create your own schedule. You get to have, have freedoms. Mm-hmm. That shit is dope. I don't, you get restaurants, you you lock down. You're yeah. not going nowhere. You you, you committed. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I'm still having my fun living life right now. So right. Um, in time, you know, I'll get to the restaurants, retail mm-hmm. products, teaching up the kids, bringing mm-hmm. the, the, the new generation to eat better. Um, and ultimately, you know, just sharing love and hospitality with everybody. That, that's that, that's always going to be the foundation. Um, it's sharing love through food, nourishing souls. I feel you, man. I know all that shit going to happen and more, bro, because you dope at what you do, man. I appreciate your friendship, and I appreciate you again for stopping by this motherfucker, man, and talking to the homies at the Homies Podcast. Already. And you know your black ass is welcome here any motherfucking time. Already. Anytime you want to plug something, anytime you want to do something. And before we get out of here again, can you tell the people again where they can find you at, where they can set up an appointment at, where they can get, get in contact with you? Can you let the people know that again? So you can find me at the good food table on instagram and facebook or at thegoodfoodtable.com for all your catering service needs private and home intimate dinners you want to do a dinner for your wifey you want to get together a ladies brunch you want to do a corporate catering you want to do a wedding you name it we could figure it out we'll make it happen for you that's what's up man that's what's up and before again before we get out of here i just want to shout out two other people right quick shout out the pirated crew man this is what made this dope ass motherfucker hoodie I got on right now. Got you na- got that from my scene. That's dope. You got nasty on this motherfucker because you know, I'm a nasty motherfucker. That's why you feel me. And, and also, man, I know coming up for 2020, everybody want to get their finances together. Everybody tired of being broke. Everybody tired of having a fucked up credit where you got to stay at that fucked up place that you want to get out of. If you want to get your credit right, man, please holler at my boy Cal on IG. At the creditbully.info. Hit his line, man. Hit his DM. He'll get your credit in line, man. You can talk to him. You'll figure that shit out. I got to work on my credit right now, too. <laughs> he worked on mine. He worked, everybody in this room, he working on their shit, man. We getting we getting right for this year, man. Every All around. So please hit him up. And again, thank y'all again, man, for tuning into the Homies Podcast. Y'all hit the subscribe button. Y'all tell a friend, tell a friend, tell a local stripper to holla at us, bro. And shout out us next week. We're going to be back again, man. So thank y'all again. Holla at our YouTube page as well. Hit the subscribe, leave a comment. Let us know what y'all want to hear, man. What y'all want to talk about. I love y'all, man. We'll holla at y'all again next week. Peace.